Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Welcome to another edition of Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen, and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. For those of you who are new to the Radio Islam family, we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in. We're on every evening from 6 to 7 p.m. Coming to you from the wonderful city of Chicago. And you can keep up with us by following us on social media. You'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That's at Radio Islam USA. And last but not least, well, I shouldn't say last, but do yourself a kindness, do yourself a favor, and make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss out on any more of these wonderful conversations that we have here. You'll find us wherever you are. So if you're on iTunes, tune in, Google, uh, Google or uh, SoundCloud. No, it's Google Play. Let's get that right. Uh, you'll find us at Radio Islam USA. So we are um, uh, excited to have on the line uh, with us Bettina Chang. She is the a co-founder of City Bureau, right? So she's the editorial director at City Bureau, a former executive digital editor of Chicago Magazine. Uh, She's also worked at uh, DNA Info, Chicago, Pacific Standard, and the education nonprofit Supplies for Dreams. And we are pleased to welcome her to Radio Slam. Welcome, Bettina. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, yeah, it's our honor. So, uh, City Bureau, this is a uh, just a, a wonderful outfit that uh, <laughs> that you guys have, and uh, yeah. yeah, you do such such great work. And you've got a fellowship that's coming up. But before we get into the fellowship, for those uh, who may may not be aware or familiar with the work of City Bureau, could you kind of just paint a picture of, of of how you came about and and what your what your mission is? Yeah, so City Bureau is a, uh, a civic journalism lab, and so what that means is that we do journalism in a way that's creative and a little bit experimental, and uh, most importantly to us, has a focus on uh, equity as well as uh, community-centered journalism. So we are based on the south side of Chicago, and we work on the south and west sides of Chicago because we take an equity lens, and when you look at uh, what does that mean in Chicago, it means uh, working with communities that don't get access to a lot of good, um, you know, useful news and information from the traditional news media here. So that's why uh, we're working with our communities on the south and west sides to not only create better media, but also um, teach people how to use media skills in a way that helps them create change in their communities. Mm. So you are a hub of, um, as, as far as education is concerned, with regard to uh, how to engage or how to how to become media professionals. Right, certainly. Um, we have a lot of people come to us who are interested in being uh, professional journalists, but we also believe that the skills that you learn are uh, useful in a lot of different contexts. So we have folks who are just trying to get more involved in their neighborhoods. Um, you know, we, we host free trainings and we pay people to do small assignments. Um, throughout the city. So if anybody's interested and in, in, in Chicago, we would love to um, have y'all in to uh, any of our free trainings or our free workshops. Um, we just like to, you know, have good conversations about media and, and civics and what does it mean to tie it all together? Right. This idea of, I shouldn't say the idea, but that what you've put into practice, uh, being situating yourselves in a community that many would say uh, is underrepresented, or and and sometimes I would even I'd go further, a step further, and say underinformed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So right. that that appears that that was a very uh, a deliberate, a very deliberate choice for you all. Um, right, definitely. In fact, what I would say is that the community is misrepresented. Um, mm. might, if you were to Google the word Woodlawn, which is the neighborhood where our newsroom is, right. it comes up, but it comes up very often only in negative context. And it was just not a, it's just not an accurate reflection of what the community is like. Mm. And I would feel that a lot of uh, other neighborhoods in Chicago feel that same way, especially neighborhoods where it's mostly people of color living there. Um, so we're just sort of trying to correct this misrepresentation Presentation while also giving people, um, you know, more agency, equipping them with the tools so that they can they could change that narrative. Mm. So this this feeling of empowerment that people feel. What's I, I'm assuming, right? I'm assuming that there's a feeling of empowerment that comes with that. Uh, yeah, we sure hope so. <laughs> yeah. uh, has has that been has that been expressed uh, to you by folks who maybe were not necessarily media uh, media savvy, uh, but. But if, you know, they've come through this this period of this this awakening. Um... Yeah, definitely. What we hear a lot from people is that they feel like they would want to be more involved in their community. Right. Like um, they, they they have this feeling of like, oh, maybe something's gone wrong and I want to do something about it. But they're not quite sure how to go about like getting a jump start there. And um, a lot of people have seemed to use our programs to sort of, um, you know, give them a sort of kick in the pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, here are some skills that you can use, and here are some places where you can use them. And then, you know, you go ahead and do what you want with that. Um, you know, we're here to support you. That's the feeling that we get. Okay. You know, and I also, and, and let me know if this is a mischaracterization mischaracter- uh, or missing something, but I feel that is there sort of like a crowdsourcing element that that that's also a part of this with regard to um, how stories are are, are created or, or formed and, and, and told? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we like to think that our, our stories sort of run on people power, right? Like, we, we would never want to tell the story of the community without getting a lot of people's uh, feedback. So our um, we have a few different programs. Like I said, you know, we work with people who, who aren't interested in journalism but just want to learn the skills. But we also do work with um, emerging journalists um, in our fellowship. And um, and what we have them do is make sure they're they're getting community feedback all along the way while they're reporting. So mm-hmm. the traditional model of reporting is like a reporter goes out, you know, interviews a few people, writes a story and publishes it. And then after it's published, then people can comment on it or, you know, say whatever they want about it. Right. Um, we think that that model is like really missing out on an opportunity to create a, a valuable dialogue. Right. And so we have our reporters start that conversation while they're in the middle of their reporting rather than after the story's been published. Mm. And I would assume that there there are a whole lot, a uh, whole lot fewer retractions uh, and corrections <laughs> <laughs> involved with that type of reporting. Yeah, we'd like to think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, with regard to the fellowship, so for those who are who maybe already have a foot into the field, right, they're, they're, they have some familiarity or they're, they're working towards becoming, um, you know, paid journalists, the, is, is the fellowship, is that a, a venue that, uh, that they would look at as, you know, as something's going to take them from, from level one to level two? Yeah, definitely. So the fellowship is for emerging journalists. So it doesn't matter what age you are or how much schooling you have. As long as you have just like some exposure to the um, the journalism field, maybe through internships or working at a school paper or, um, you know, publishing on your own blog, 
mm-hmm. whatever it may be, we are looking for you to come and apply for a fellowship. Uh, it's pretty, it's a low lift. It's for a lot of people have, have completed the fellowship while having part-time or full-time jobs. Um, it's 12 hours a week. Uh, it's a um, 10-week program, and it's a $2,000 stipend to come and work on cool stories with us. Um, you know, learn from other journalists. Um, there's a mentoring component too. So if you like working with young people, that's a that's a big bonus. And um, yeah, we think the fellowship is a great way to really start honing your skills in journalism and, and be ready to dive into the industry. Wow, wow, that that that's pretty awesome. Um, so a, a stipend <laughs> as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, journalism is hard work, and we think people deserve to get paid doing it, um, mm-hmm. as are, you know, the other programs that we run. Um, the Documenters Program, which is an open enrollment program, anybody can sign up and start getting these free trainings. And once you have gone to a training, then you're eligible to pick up uh, paid assignments for things like attending a public meeting or annotating a document, um, you know, like things that are maybe like three or four hour commitments mm-hmm. um, that you might be interested in taking on and getting paid for. Well, well, I see now how you introed, you talked about, you use uh, um, creativity, you know, creativity is a creative lab. And these mm-hmm. sound, these are, these are extremely uh, creative ways of, of going about um, covering, covering news and preparing people to be able to, you know, uh, contribute to that. So uh, let me ask, how did the fellowship come about? Is that something that you all kind of hit the ground running with when you opened up shop? Yeah. Uh, the fellowship was our first program, actually, and um, City Bureau, there's there's four of us co-founders, uh, myself, Daryl Holiday, Andrea Hart, and Harry Backland, and all four of us uh, worked in different parts of journalism for a few years, uh, or sort of jumped around, um, but we all sort of saw the same similar problems bubbling up where we were working. And um, a lot of those were centered around this idea of, like, you know, why do people not trust journalists? Um, why is it that a lot of the coverage of communities of color is um, is negative or, or misrepresentative? And how come um, there are not – that? how come – newsrooms aren't more diverse than they are. Um, And those problems all sort of revolve around each other. And so, you know, as we were sort of uh, having our our separate conversations about, you know, what are we sort of dissatisfied with and what do we wish our our journalism careers could be, we started to create this ideal. And and that ideal ended up shaping into this fellowship. Like, if if we could start over in in journalism, like, what experience would have been perfect to to, um, prepare us to do really good responsible ethical reporting right right well the idea <clears throat> the idea that you all have put in practice is um to have community-centered community-based uh journalism that's open and accessible uh to the to the communities that it's looking to represent uh mm-hmm. i think that is such a powerful statement have you have you heard from other folks who who who've looked to possibly try to replicate that in other areas Yeah, actually. I mean, we've got such great response, and we've worked with some really wonderful partners. Um, One of the programs that we do is called the Public Newsroom. Um, So every Thursday, we open up our newsroom at 6100 South Blackstone um, to anybody who wants to come for a free workshop, and that's Thursday at 6 p.m. So this program is super exciting, and and it's been really successful thus far, and we're actually working with uh, people at Mississippi Today, um, in the Mississippi Delta to replicate that model um, in their sort of rural newsroom. We're really excited to see how that pans out there. 
Um, and at the same time, we're doing the documentaries program, which I mentioned to you, is the free trainings and the paid assignments. The documentaries program currently has a pilot project running in Detroit where we partnered with uh, WDET, which is the NPRA affiliate there in Detroit. Okay. Now, are there any any folks that maybe Chicagoans, all right, because that's that's our our live listening audience, uh, well, the antenna uh, listening audience, uh, are there any folks that they might recognize that who've come through the fellowship? Yeah, um, we've worked with a few different folks who we really love. Um, you mentioned that you already know Bashira Mack. Yes, yes. Shout out <laughs> to Bashira. <laughs> she's an excellent person. Um, you know, we've worked with Tunika Johnson, who has been working on this folded map photojournalism project. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have seen her. She was a Chicagoan of the year last year, and she's been on TV talking about her um, current exhibit at the Loyola University Museum of Art. Right. Um So folks like that, um, Charles Preston is one of our former fellows who was really active in the Save CSU movement, Um, and he he came to us um, after working on that movement and uh, has been sort of in our network since then. Um, Yeah, there are a lot of folks who, I mean, I I can't say enough for our (laughs) former fellows. I love them. They've all, you know, we've all grown together, so I could probably go on forever about them. You know, uh, there's something else about being community-based, community-centered. Um, and this is in this current within this current uh, narrative of people distrusting the media or being fostered to have this distrust uh, of mm-hmm. the media. Um, how do you see that? Um, well, just yeah, I just want to what, what are your thoughts on that? Because I think it's just such a once again, such a wonderful thing to have um, people, you know, having media based in the community. Uh, yeah. Could you do you have any particular thoughts on that? Yeah, it's a great question, and a lot of people now are talking about it, um, which which is good for us, right? Like because I think it's always been a problem, and um, you know, we we it hadn't really been in the national conversation until recently. Yeah. My feeling is that you know it's a little bit of both, right? Like there is media certainly for a lot of communities hasn't done enough to to show people you know what is worthy that we're doing that you know that you should consider worth contributing to. Um, And media has to do a better job of of saying like, hey, like this is why the news is important and and being able to tell those stories in a way that's both responsible and, you know, like useful, actually pragmatic for people. Uh, And on the other hand, you know, I think there's a feeling of disengagement. A lot of people feel like, you know, they don't don't have power to make change in their communities and that's why they sort of disengage from the news cycle because it's depressing, right? Like a lot of the stories just make you feel bad about the neighborhood that you live in or or the city or the country or whatever um and and it doesn't give a lot of solutions it doesn't it doesn't show you how to um how to do something about it and and that's how we get people feeling like really disengaged and not caring that much about the news so that's why we think it's so so important you know what city bureau does is is we're trying to show people the value uh, not just of the journalism that we create, but the skills that we use while we create it, right? right? Like, when I when I conduct an interview, like, sure, I'm a journalist, and, and that interview might get published, but that doesn't mean that, you know, anybody else can't um, also conduct an interview that's going to be useful to them in their future, right? That they might, like, interview their grandmother about their family history, or right. they might interview, you know, their alderman because they live in the ward and, and they want to know more about, like, what this alderman is doing for them. Um, these are skills that anybody can use and, and that, you know, we're teaching to everybody because we think that the more that people understand how journalism is created, the more they can understand why it's valuable. 
Right. And then also there, there's something else that, that, that I see that's extremely important, this idea of transparency. Um, mm. And when it comes to um, journalistic integrity, uh, that's not being influenced by by advertising dollars. Um, that's not being, you know, that's not compromised by, by other interests. Um, and I see City Bureau, you know, in that light, you know, having full uh, control, you know, editorial uh, control over, over, what it, over what it puts out. But at what cost, right? This is something that means mm-hmm. that there's a there's a need for support. Can you talk about how how folks can uh, can support that uh, aspect? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, you're so right. It is it's so important for people to understand who's funding the news that that they're reading and. and you know, if there's any sort of um, ulterior motive or, you know, like even just an influence, right? right. Um, so City Bureau is mostly uh, funded now by private foundations mm-hmm. and that we are a nonprofit, 501c3 nonprofit. Right. Um, so, you know, that's not to say that all that like all foundations have, have no motives or anything like that. <laughs> but what it does give us is like sort of a cushion right now to work on building the trust and, and, and gaining um you know, the admiration of the people who we work with so that we can be funded uh, mostly by donations, uh, right. by, by individual donations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, any any contribution you make to City Bureau is tax deductible. Um, it ensures that our programming remains free, uh, which we think is extremely important. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it ensures that the people who do the work of journalism for us um, get paid. So it, they might be professional journalists or they might just be people like um, and anyone who's listening um, who could get paid because of the money that we are receiving currently from foundations and hopefully in the near future from individual donors. So right now we have uh, over 100 members of our press club. Um, so if you donate $8 a month, uh, which is the price of a Netflix subscription, mm-hmm. um, you can join our press club and get all sorts of cool perks, um, you know, get invited to cool events and um you know, uh, get an inside peek of what's going on at City Bureau. And at the same time, you know that you're sort of, you're participating in this really exciting media revolution. Yes, yes. I have to say that you all, you all hit it out the park with the name. I just think City Bureau is just a, a, a <laughs> fabulous name, really, you know. Thank you. I will tell Daryl, who made up that name, he'll be so excited yes. to hear that. <laughs> We're um, quite fond of it also. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. So um, when it comes to article submissions, do you all take... Uh, do you take submissions, you know, from the, the general public? You know, the City Bureau, um, we don't publish uh, work on our own website. We mm-hmm. always partner with other news outlets to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could certainly submit something, but we would still have to place it elsewhere, right, because we don't have our own. Um, we have a website, but it's not like a news website. Okay. Right. Yeah, so I would say if you have a submission, we are partners with Southside Weekly, which is an excellent um, weekly news magazine that is actually based out of the same office as us, and they do take submissions. So if if anyone listening is interested, I'm sure Southside Weekly would love to hear from you. Yeah, and you mentioned that you all are in the, the, the Woodlawn area, which is uh, near and dear to me. I went to school at Hyde Park High School. Oh, great. Many, 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 many. <laughs> many, many moons ago. Uh, but my family, I have family that, that live uh, probably not far from you on the 63rd um, area. Oh, uh, great. Yeah, yeah come yeah. on down to the public newsroom. Yeah, now, when is the public newsroom? It's every Thursday at 6 p.m. 
Um, and I would say like maybe 80% of the newsrooms are, are held at 6100 South Blackstone, um, inside Build Coffee, actually, which is in the same building as our newsroom. Okay. Um, excellent partners there. And um, once in a while, we have them off-site, so we do have some newsrooms. Um, we have one coming up on the west side in North Lawndale, and we had just recently wrapped one up at Asakar in Little Village. So if you're interested, come on down. If you have a suggestion, we love getting suggestions for what the workshop should be or even where we should be hosting them. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for instance, when we had it at Asukar, the ice cream shop, it was just like an excellent venue because people just kept stopping in to grab ice cream and then, you know, hung around to see what people were talking about. Right. Um, and that's what we love. We love sort of, be, you know, really integrating into like what is already going on in a neighborhood. Mm, yeah, that that is wonderful. That is wonderful. So, yeah, we're going to have to work it out. Uh, maybe we can uh, uh, do a recording and, and sneak out because... Uh, we're supposed to be on air from six to seven, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll just have to record <laughs> so we can come <laughs> join you guys. Um, it has been a pleasure talking to you, Bettina. If you before we let you go, could you would you go ahead and just tell folks again uh, what they need to know about the fellowship, how they can uh, how they can apply, be considered for it. Yeah, definitely. So the um, the fellowship, the applications are actually due on Friday at midnight. So you just have two more days left. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you heard me on this radio show, you can always ask for an extension because uh, I don't want to miss out on any of your very bright um, listeners who Aww. might be like thinking, how am I going to have time to apply by then? Um, but yeah, if you just go to our website, it's www.citybureau.org, and there's a little um, black box at the top of the, the site that says that has a link to the application there. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Please continue doing the great work, and hopefully... Uh, we'll see you at one of the uh, one of the Thursday night uh, newsrooms. Yeah, we'd yeah. love to see you there. Maybe y'all can host your own workshop too. Okay, <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> great to talk to you. Likewise, likewise. Thanks so much. All right, all right, Radio Slam family. That was Bettina Chang, one of the co-founders of City Bureau, um, and we got some great information about their fellowship. Uh, remember, citybureau.org. You want more info? Want to apply? You've got until Friday. Okay, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in. Thank our engineers over at WCEV. We thank our engineer and producer in studio, the impressive one, Ibrahim Beg. I'm your host, Tariq Alameen. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. We remind you that the views expressed by the host and or guests are theirs and are to be taken as a representation of Sound Vision Foundation. Okay, family, we're going to leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.